This episode is sponsored by Furniture Box. Check them out in the description below. Hey guys, welcome back to the ground floor. Now, before you start this episode, this is actually a part two of an interview that we did last week. So the first half of this interview came out last week. So if you haven't seen that already, I'd recommend going back and watching that first. It's gonna cover Alpesh's backstory, how he got into the trading world, his books, and all of the experience he learned on his come up. This episode is gonna focus on everything he's learned about trading. So if you're very interested in trading, this is gonna be the episode for you, but I highly recommend going back and watching the first episode. If you're gonna watch from now, please do subscribe. We've got amazing interviews coming, but for now, enjoy the interview. Do you believe traders are born or made? I think with everything, there's a bit of both. You you can't make somebody who innately doesn't have, and I know this, because I've trained up a hell of a lot of people. So I know there are some where I've actually said to them, look, mate, this is not for you. You're, you're, you're like panicking over um, just making a decision on whether to have coffee or tea. I mean, what the hell do you think you're gonna do in front of the market? So even they had vetted. So there's, you can't make what isn't there, but you can make a lot of people it's just like driving. You know, it's like mm. a driver's born or made. Well, you know, there are some who are never going to learn to drive. Okay, mm. simple. Ten percent of the population, and out of the ninety, some are going to be exceptionally good. And I've I had one student. This is when we started doing video recordings with them because I said to my team, I said, "This is nuts. Nobody's going to believe this." Um, can we do, a vi you know, having a quote from them isn't enough. Having um, just a photo and a quote isn't enough. We need to video them because people are not going to believe that this is what some outliers can do. And then I say, this is an outlier. So we had one person who made two $10 million companies. Um, and he just nonchalantly wants to just email me, say, oh, thank you. I just want to say thanks. You know, it's thanks to your software that I made this money. Mate, you could have let me know a couple of years ago. This is important. I had another one yeah. the other day. He goes, oh, I've been trading with you since 2016. made loads of money. I want to set up my own hedge fund now. I'm like, 2016, could you have let me know yeah, sooner? Yeah. This is really nice yeah. for me to hear. Um, so they won't all be like that. And there'll be some. And I tell people, I say, look, I'll be over the moon if you decide that trading's not for you. Because at least you've got it out of your system. FOMO, gone. It's not for you. You don't need to waste your time trying. How right. does how does someone actually figure out the trading isn't for them? Oh, though? they practice it. They do it. And they, they say, these are the things they'll say. Oh, it's a bit time consuming. Oh, emotionally, I'm not sure I'm cut out for this. So the made ones are the ones who say, well, actually, I think my emotions are okay. And he could improve a little bit, obviously. Nobody sits into the hot seat and suddenly is just naturally gifted. You know, in a massive population, statistically, some will be like that. Very few. Uh, the vast majority will be like me, which is I've got to grind a bit at this and just mm. improve a bit, improve a bit. But I know I'm not in the bottom 10%, like my son at Sports Day. But uh, so I know if I work a bit, I work a bit. He's not going to watch this. Maybe so <laughs> it's a bit of encouragement for yeah, him right there. Oh, <laughs> Love from your old man. You, you have no idea how disappointed and how much daddy had to lie and say you were great, son. Said that straight into the camera as well. <laughs> well, when he watches yeah. this when he's older, you know. Um, so what happens is you incrementally improve like anything else. Otherwise, yeah. otherwise, as I say on my webinars, everybody would be rich if it was bloody yeah, easy yeah, and course. you wouldn't have the data that 70% lose money. Yeah. As, a, as a trader from a different generation, because yeah. um, obviously oh, you thanks, were- mate. You're welcome. Uh, as, as you know, you were trading when the internet was barely even a thing, right? Yeah. Now, trading has come so far. I'll tell you the most difficult thing about trading back then. Go on. Freaking dinosaurs. 
yeah. would just be running around behind <laughs> you and just like you know you never knew when they were going to eat you you know yeah. uh, must have really just been distracting but Stegos well, stegosaurus but, is a notoriously good at execution though yeah. that's well, the thing. I, I think they're vegetarian thankfully as well so yeah i was i was all right there. to my point uh mm. you've obviously been trading for a very long time you've seen a lot of mm. different things happen in the market and a lot of changes happen in the world of trading um i'm really curious to get your opinion on funded programs because there's a lot of funded yeah. challenges now i'm I, getting more emails from they've always been there but i'm getting more really? emails from people i thought they were yeah, quite no, a newish no, no. thing and there's a lot and you know the, uh, the famous uh, i think it was funding i don't want to get the wrong name it was either funding talent i think was the one or funding circle one of the two that recently was like funding circles a listed company which isn't oh no that's yes you're right funding talent was thing, uh, right? was a was a prop firm that um right. you know had some issues recently but there are a lot of these firms and i okay. know traders who are having success with them i spoke yeah. to one last week and you know he's okay. he's got one that he says he's doing pretty well with yeah. i've also heard the other side of it mm. um you know mainly in, namely in terms of things like um you know minimum trading days certain rules you know yeah, in terms yeah. of it kind of limits certain strategies and yeah so but what are your thoughts because in, initially if a trader starts and maybe they have i don't know a grand it's very hard to turn a grand into 100 grand yeah. whereas the you know the yeah. argument could be made that okay once you've back tested for long enough once you've you yeah. know sim traded for long enough you're confident in your strategy obviously you're not going to have emotional control or emotional management until you're physically in a trade and you know how yeah. you react but once you've got your strategy down enough there is an argument in would you think that okay you go with a you know you go with a prop firm you know like a funding challenge trade 100k or 50k account build up your own capital and then you can switch to trading your own capital otherwise you're grinding for a k or 2k there's for a, a long time there's there's a lot to unpack there so let me start mm. with first of all I don't know a, a lot about that area because I've not looked into it deeply. So my first thoughts when I came across it or people email me is beware it's not a scam. Okay, which is actually what you'd say about anything on the yeah. internet, yeah, 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 to yeah. be fair. Then I came across that book, which was written about the guy from Hounslow um, who was arrested. Oh, the, yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, by yeah, the, the Hound of Hounslow. He, yeah. yeah, he basically found a um, a glitch in the system and turned. And he he made tens of millions, basically. From... I think he was was he autistic, and that, I think he that's was one of the reasons why he was able to have that level of focus. Mm. Apparently, um, if I remember rightly from the book. Anyway, he got arrested, and uh, I th I don't know where he is at the moment. But anyway, the book is phenomenal about his story, and I forgot what the name is. But apparently, he had a funded account with a with a firm out in Croydon or something, mm. and that's when I thought, and he was making good money. I thought, Oh, okay. Because that's verified by an th independent yeah. third party and fact-checked by a journalist. I'm thinking, oh, so there might be something to this. And if you look at what firms used to do in the city, I don't know if they still do, effectively they were hiring you, giving you some of the co company's money to trade with and paying you a salary, a percentage of that. I mean, that in a way is a prop firm. Mm. That's what you were doing. You were hired in and, and, and all the rest. And in one sense, it's what you're doing when you join a bank or, or a fund, you know, you better make some results and we'll keep some of the money that we're going to give you uh, from the profits that you make. So the, you'd have to do your own due diligence on the firms because I, I, I assume some must be genuine assuming a firm is legit though yeah because there are legit, legit ones and there are scammy ones yeah then look at the like terms of the anything. contract i mean putting my lawyer hat on i'd say just look at the terms of the contract to make sure that you can uh you're getting enough of the the share and uh what are they giving you and yeah just the terms of the contract which i've not yeah. done i've not looked into any of that in, in sufficient detail my concern when i first heard about it was well wait a minute are these just brokers trying to get you to trade more through the brokerage and you blow up they've got no mm. risk but yeah, there's more and more 
coming out there the alternative to that obviously is if you have you know a small amount of capital like any other business right you then go to f friends and family with a track record mm. and people say to me what would you start off with and i'd say well if i'm training somebody new i might give them a thousand dollars of my own money because it's my own money so why would i give them more and then if they've got if, if they were a family member and they were good enough i might say well you're a family or a friend here's a bit more Mm. Um, and that's how all businesses are set up because you're not going to be able to go to a bank and get a loan for trading. Yeah. That ain't going to happen. Uh, so it is difficult. Mm. Uh, I was actually saying to a, a friend of mine today who was one of the original founders of um, a hedge fund called Marble Bar Asset Management. So we, we were talking while I was cycling in. He used to work with uh, a very dear friend of mine, Parish Kiri. So Parish and I were just talking in. And I said, you know, if I was setting a fund up now, so we were just talking about how easier it's become. I said, you know, back in the day, I had to get a prime brokerage and Goldman's turned us down. It was the thing like Charles Schwab's sort of, <laughs> you know, with how little money? No, mm. no, come back when you got 50 million. I was like, yeah, all right, my, I'll just check my other back pocket. Um, so we did manage to get a prime broker in the end, which was Bear Stearns. Okay. Wow. Remember them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's probably why they went under because they had clients like us. But uh, so we did get prime. But I just said to him, now you've got IG as a prime broker. Mm. You know, back in the day, you needed a regulated structure. Now you might use um, a, a CTA structure, just managed account and have a power of attorney over it and a legal agreement to share fees. So it's, you you know, you need an administrator back in the day to calculate the costs within, within the fund structure. And we had Sitco and they were the best and to have, and you needed Simmons as your lawyers to set this structure up out of Cayman, have an Irish stock exchange listing, all of those costs coming out of the, um, out of, from the LPs from the fund you had the cayman lawyers we use walkers you had the um uh, uh the irish stock exchange lawyers you had the uk lawyers and all of this stuff now you don't need to do any of that mm. you just have a managed account like a cta structure yeah but when you mentioned that you know in the beginning going to let's say friends and family when you have a small amount of capital yeah. um what if, if you haven't got rich friends or family well i suppose yeah but also i mean because i believe to qualify for a hedge fund to, to be to be eligible to be an investor in a hedge fund you need to have a net worth of one million or more i believe yeah the lps um will i mean you actually don't want ultra high net worths you actually want pension funds but it takes time to get to that level yeah right uh for obvious reasons so what you're saying is well how do you raise capital if you haven't got so there were seeding fund firms which i used to approach and i didn't get any money from any seeding firms um the high net worth that i got the money from like the pakistani gentleman that i mentioned um earlier lovely chap i'm sure he won't mind me mentioning his name asu frangumala who owns p1 speedboats as well uh, so it came from his family office some of the capital some came from um the founder of new look it was because networks and i had those networks by pure chance because I was on the committee on the board of uh, the the world's largest entrepreneur mentoring organization is an organization called Thai, the Indus Entrepreneurs. It was set up in Silicon Valley by the founders of Hotmail uh, and Vinod Kosla, who is one of, if people don't know, he's one of the investors in ChatGPT. But unlike the early investors like um, Elon Musk, he didn't give a grant. Mm. Kosla Ventures, got equity oh wow wow yes that turned out well. and yeah, i think he might have been right. the first one in with equity everyone else oh, wow. okay. gave grants yeah. in the early days about what 10 15 years ago they all sort of got together and they thought um oh this will be a good thing to do let's do some social good 
and the chat gpt guys managed to get grants can you believe it yeah yeah, yeah yeah uh and then costler ventures came along i don't know how much it was it might have been 10 million for i don't know what stake but anyway so vinod costler was one of the original okay. people behind tie as well uh kanwal Reki. um anyway there was some some big names um the co-founder of sun microsystems was there I co-founded the UK chapter um, and was on that board. And so for about four or five years, the people on the board got to see me work and that built up my network. And then when I set up the fund, they said, yeah, we'll invest because we see you. Yeah. You know, we see you operating in a board structure. So, so some kid comes along to me today, which they often do, and they say, well, how do I get to know rich people? And I said, well, how do I, I give you advice to replicate that model? What is it? I don't know. Is it that you go to these, go to the Thai events, but it's more than that. It's not just, I turned up at an event. Because I've, when we were capital raising for the fund, I went to a hell of a lot of events in, mm. you know, Switzerland mm. and Dubai. I didn't get any money off any of those. Because there's also going to be a ton of other people trying to raise money for their fund. Well, it wasn't the competition. So, well, it must have been partly that, obviously. Uh, but also, it was just the fact that you need a connection beyond just, unless they are in the business of investing. And then in the end, we found, institutions which were just in the business and they didn't care about relationships they just said right yeah now, let's look at your paperwork bosh 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 do you not so, think there would be a kind of a, a level of success to slightly unorthodox approach to with rich people if you're going so out to raise money we got lucky in the sense that um the big chunk came when uh back in what 2008 financial crisis um where a, a pension fund said well actually we're looking for new managers because the data on new managers is better than older ones and we've got a small amount of money to allocate and we thought yeah that's us and they they um so it was luck but the luck happened because we well, if you knock on a hundred doors just like with the book 23 rejections yeah, yeah, yeah. or 24 rejections it was the 24th one that told me about the 25th so if you knock on enough doors somebody is going to slam it on your face and tell you which door to open i get people coming back to me saying oh, i've not had much luck getting a job and i say, how many letters have you sent and they'll say 30 what the hell is wrong with you? I had to send a hundred letters to various barristers' chambers for twelve grays in square, Charles Aldous's set, and seven stone buildings to give me an interview and accept me. I think I had four interviews. Mm. I'm going to match you on that. I had to send ninety-seven letters yeah. to acting agents about five or six years ago when I was acting. I yeah. sent, and I had to individually. It was me and my girlfriend at the time. I was. Yeah. We would get the letters. She would write the address because she had nicer handwriting than me. I would get the stamps folder and put it in the thing and headshot, yeah. and then everything. Yeah. Ninety-seven invites yeah. and zero replies. Mm. And then I ended up getting an agent off the back of the show, but that was a complete like. But not. But again, but the, this show. The agent that I got was not one of the nine. I sent out yeah. ninety-seven. Yeah. And none of them even came. I think five but or at six least you replied, knew. but yeah. at least I knew. And uh, then on the day of the show, someone else's agent was there, yeah. and they said, oh, And maybe the you know. universe says, well, this guy made the effort. We better do it. I think, right. that, I think there's something to be said about and that. And that's what I mean I really about making do. your own luck, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I really do. Because I think there, was, there are so many I mean, people the story would have been better if you said the 97 the came back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And now I'm working in Hollywood. single one. And now I'm James Bond. Yeah, exactly. You're in the next Bond movie. But... Th that making that effort not giving up there look the world is divided into optimists and pessimists and mm -hmm. all the research shows yeah. the optimists win and optimism is just being able to go on despite the slaps we both mm -hmm. get slaps the optimist and the pessimist both get slaps since the optimist either doesn't know they're getting slapped as often i don't uh or they just carry on anyway and they mm -hmm. say i used to get those rejection letters and i put it in my suit pocket on the way for the publishing because i was still um at 12 grades in square and i would uh, 
open the mail in the morning before going into work, walking into the office, and I would say, oh, got another rejection. Never mind, at least I know it doesn't work. That one won't be the publisher. You just you just become immune to it after a while. Yeah, and that's the attitude, there. but you've got to have that attitude. Yeah. And if it, if it drags you down, something's wrong. Uh, and you've just got to keep going and going. Donald Trump tells a great story about this. What's the story? Okay, go on. Yeah, that room went quite well. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that kind of heat here. Um, he says the story about when he had I don't know, billions and billions in debt and there was a dinner he was invited to and he had to go to it. And, well, he didn't have to go and he really didn't want to go and he thought, okay, I'll go. I mean, you never know with Trump whether he's making this stuff up, but I don't think he was. Uh, uh, and it's in one of his books, I should say. It's not when I was having carnal knowledge with him last night in the hotel. Um, so that'll make Fox News. So what happened is he says he went along and he's sitting next to this guy telling him his woes and how much debt he's got. And the guy goes, yeah, I'm from Deutsche Bank. We're the ones, I'm the one who decides whether or not you get it. He goes, well, why do you keep rejecting it? He goes, because I don't like you. He goes, but why don't you like me? He goes, over the course of that dinner, the Don turned him around and got the loans. Wow. wow okay now i'm assuming he's not lying because yeah you know donald's not the type who likes to go around saying i was i couldn't get the money yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. but he is the kind who likes to say i persuaded them otherwise yeah and he probably i mean yeah, the kind of money he's talking about i yeah. pretty much think you would have to persuade somebody yeah. otherwise he didn't like me i made him like me I made, you know, wow yeah. that's really good <laughs> you should um, know about acting uh, <laughs> <laughs> 90s i've got 97 agents agent. i've yeah, got 97 yeah. agents that would disagree with you yeah. um now they just didn't read the letter <laughs> yeah. as an intern by the way yeah so working in the u.s congress as an intern my job was to open the letters right right so i was the power in the room and the trick is to find out who the hell is the bloody intern address yeah. the letter to them right so if, you know the good thing is maybe call them up and say you know hi xyz um can you tell me who opens the letters because you know do you have an intern there go, yeah it's julie she's the intern and we might get lucky and then you write to you look dear julie i, I know yeah. You're the intern. yeah yeah, yeah. Kevin i really need to get this to so and so kevin spacey yeah. said something it's not not it. the not the uh not the best person to quote um but kevin spacey until proven guilty it's not looking good for him uh but hey innocent until proven guilty that's a very that's a very good point we believe in that um but kevin spacey said uh in, a, in an acting thing once uh a class i think he was giving her a talk he was saying how uh when you go into the audition um you know make a make a make a point of making a good impression on the casting director's assistant because yeah. in a few years they're going to be the casting director and they're going to remember you and it's like just make a make a point on them yes impress the casting director obviously yeah. but make sure you know you're super polite to everyone just to be nice as well but make a point to impress the assistant and stuff as well i yeah. think that's a really good point trading is really really popular at the moment yeah. right yeah. everyone yeah. wants to learn how to trade it feels like again yeah. as i said yeah. probably at least at least half of those just see the lambos and the, and the rolexes on instagram and they don't really they don't actually care about it as a craft mm. or they're not interested mm. in the culture around it um for anyone who is sincerely curious about learning how to trade it does yeah. feel like there's so much noise this indicator yeah. that indicator this system yeah, yeah, that system yeah, yeah, trade yeah. a million different yeah, instruments yeah. trade one instrument only use this mm. and you know what would you say to someone yeah. who would like to learn how to trade and maybe they don't know anything about it they get the rough idea but yeah where should they start and how should they do it so i was doing uh, an event for financial times live last was it last week a week before and somebody asked a similar question and I said to them, don't do it. And their jaw dropped because it wasn't the answer they wanted to hear. And they said, why did you say that? I said, well, I'm just playing the odds. There's a room here of about 150 people. I know from the data that 70% lose money. Mm. So statistically, yeah. I should tell you not to do it. And I'll be right and you'll come back in a few years and 70% of you are gonna come back and go, 
thank God I didn't do it because I would have lost money and the other 30% won't even know because you did listen to me and you didn't do yeah, it. Yeah. So Isn't I it 97% of accounts blow up or 98 No, seven. Well, if you look IG at, say, CMC, IG, it says yeah. it on the homepage. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, thinking. 61% yeah. lose money. Yeah. Is one data I saw recently. Um, some have got 70% lose money. Okay. If you've got a broker which says 97% lose money. <laughs> change broker. Change broker. No, no, I swear, no, I swear that's a known industry statistic. Like 97% of traders blow up their accounts within X amount of years or something like that. I didn't, I think, think, I didn't think it was that high, but I did think it was higher than 70 I think it used it was, to be yeah. that high yeah. until the FCA made them publish it. Okay. And then they had to basically... Uh, invisibly collude with each other to make to make sure right. they did look so bad because yeah, yeah. obviously you're going to compare Saxo, CMC, IG and you're going to say wait a minute 90% are losing with that broker but only 61 with this I'll yeah. go with that broker yeah, yeah, sure. you know yeah, you're yeah. going to do that so okay, but so if you get past that yeah if you get past that then the the best thing to do is read the books so on the psychology of trading so you know new market wizards phenomenal Un just unknown market wizards by the way as well also very good um oh is it i've not i mean i've I stopped like doing it. what i did in my 20s and 30s and and it's a bit like i've sort of um stopped reading all those books now oddly enough unknown um, unknown market wizards uh is yeah. really good because it's it's very it's it came out i think a couple of years ago yeah um but it focuses on retail traders that trade from home because oh, okay. uh, obviously a lot of the initial market wizards books focused oh. on you know commodities managers and hedge fund managers but this is just people who are retail and they oh. trade from home and it's obviously in the age of computer trading so you're not reading about people where like we had to fire up I the might, quotra and, i know? might steal that idea off jack schrager as well and create unknown mind of a trader there you go. No, my wife said you're not writing any more books. Five books, if you could give five. Oh, if I books. gave five, uh, well, five definitely Mind of a Trader, which you can download for free. Uh, Mind of a Trader, you can download for free on alpeshpatel.com forward slash links. Uh, Just going to say that I guess everyone got that alpeshpatel.com forward slash links. Um, Schrager's books. Uh, anything by Martin Pring, because he would write about technical analysis. Mm -hmm. And it's good to have that background. Actually, what I did, I, I should say, over this you know, gone on and on about how much quantity of information I created. I actually created a free, what then eventually became a free um, internship, but I created a free program, um, trading-champions.com, where for free they got um, the the materials, the articles, which I think are the most important, and all of this stuff. I mean, because obviously it's not the first time I've been asked mm. this. So in the end, I used to get asked so much, I thought, do you know what, I've got this stuff. Mm. It's sitting on my Google Drive. Why don't I just put it into Teachable? Yeah. make it free and then people take and we have an internship and i said well i'm going to be in singapore this week and i'm going to be in hong kong next week and i'm going to be in india the week after i thought wait a minute why don't i just make that program a free internship and they can do it from anywhere and because teachable let you have by the way this is not sponsored by teachable though they've improved a lot and they're rather good uh th they allow you to have a certificate at the end and then some of these guys have come back to me and again it's like jaw drop they'd say arpesh thank you very much um, thanks to you, I just got a job at JP Morgan. Oh, wow. From oh, learning wow. how to trade wow. from your online... From doing the program, getting yeah. the certificate. So you've well, got... there's a reason why. No, no, let me explain Okay, why. yeah, yeah, go. They don't just get a certificate. Because I created that program, and it's completely free, you can do it from anywhere in the world at your own pace. They, I know what they've done, because I can see at the back end of Teachable that they've done this material. Yeah. I can, I know what they've done. So when JP Morgan use whatever higher quest or whatever they use to ask for references and they say what did they learn i can say they learned this and when they ask did they work for you on this so, yeah because they did these exercises they sent it in uh, who are you fca regulated asset manager blah blah wow. blah here's the firm details okay so they got a step on the ladder they never otherwise would have had this all happened by accident this wasn't intentional by me i wasn't that clever to think mm, why don't i create this 
it happened because people asked and i thought hang on these people are getting and then they'd email me back going if it wasn't for you i would not have had on my linkedin or my cv that I had work experience with uh, FCA regulated asset manager and wow. learned this and be able to show what I learned. Because you do a normal yeah. internship, what can you say that you learned? You'll have to write a load of stuff. How do they know you actually learned any mm, of that? That's true. You just wrote a load of stuff. I even put some of the CFA education stuff in there oh, really? and interview staff, what you need to know, how, as well as obviously how to trade, the mistake, you know, what do hedge funds do? I've included a load of stuff from AHL, from Winton, because I don't want them to just rely on me. Bill, Bill Lipschitz, so the yeah. chapters from my book was in there, so they got to see what, you know, massive hedge fund managers, I'm nowhere near as big as Bill or Ray Daly or any of the ones that I interviewed. And so they got to see what they were were saying that you should do and what works, what doesn't. And when I get the emails back, and of course, you better believe when I get those emails, they go on LinkedIn and obviously yeah. sure, you know, <laughs> yeah. and say to people, look, yeah. aren't I great? Yeah. Uh, but the dopamine hit on that. It must be so phenomenal. rewarding that to be able to see Absolutely. that. Right? Well, you want a purpose in life. As yeah, you get older, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. the most important thing in life is, is it fulfilling? If you've got a bit of money, like Maslow's hierarchy, yeah, once you've got a little bit of money, uh, and honestly, it's not enough, I don't have enough money for a yacht, okay? Um, I checked. And... <laughs> Uh, how much was it probably hire it for oh flipping at me come on <laughs> seriously <laughs> now what I'll pay seriously I better tell you how much I got paid for the FT in a minute the column oh, yeah. and, and you'll know I'm why I'm gonna write that down why, so I don't forget that I, I um, but yeah you gotta write that down so uh, what you have lost me now well, I feel like Boris Johnson blah 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 uh, you were talking about the reward that you get the dopamine hit that you get yeah, and no, having a purpose so you in want life fulfillment and yeah. purpose mm. in life and those things become more important. And you would be shocked at the number of super rich people I know, people who weren't rich and have gone on to become stupidly rich, who I can tell they're looking for a bigger purpose because it wasn't enough to have the bank mm. balance, Yeah. right? Because you don't get to wear your bank balance around mm. your neck and your CV and say, oh, amazing. They want, they'll go and, you know, they want the interviews in the magazines and you might say, well, that's why you're doing the podcast and stuff. Yeah, it does give you a nice little dopamine hit. Uh, uh, and it makes you, uh, more determined to do more. So I get on TikTok, I'll do a, a midweek update and a weekly update on Fridays on the markets. I'll get a load of message saying, thank you so much for doing this. Just just think, thank you for doing it. And I'm like, yeah. wow, okay, I'll mm. do this more. But you, are, you are clearly helping a lot of people. I mean, with, with that's definitely. what makes it yeah, that's worthwhile. Your purpose. Now, we, there we, are some who are just total narcissists and my sure. family probably would put me in that category. My family are all a bunch of non-narcissistic, normal, regular Yorkshire folk. Um, but yeah it when you're helping others it's the old philosophical question well did you do that because you were truly altruistic or for selfish reasons yeah. of getting the dopamine and i'll say oh no everything i do is purely selfish because yeah. why well, have the argument and try and prove the, the impossible yeah, yeah. The altruism exists. i'll just say no it's purely selfish when i gave when i turned that course which was my life's work so for reasons of narcissism i get to reproduce myself forever in the minds of all these people who want to learn about trading and investing uh, and then they go and get a job and they email me back i get this narcissistic dopamine ego fulfilling hit great are you happy now and they go oh right, okay but, but with, i bet you do it for altruistic reasons don't you because nobody would say that if they were truly narcissistic yeah well there you go then. but with your internship just to mm. clarify because i think yeah. that that i've never heard of anyone doing that before so this yeah. is entirely free entirely free anyone can do that and they what, can email me and message me as well and here's the beauty you, see, you might think wait a minute if that's if you're in argentina how does that benefit them well first of all all the materials i did so all the written and the videos yeah they're all by me so it's it's as if you're in my office. And if you're in my office, I would literally say to you, read this, do that. Then you might say, well, wait a minute, in a proper internship, you're next to the guy and they're, they're, you know, they're, you're seeing daily updates. So I put that on Telegram. 
anything my team should see that I think's worth seeing, as long as it's not sort of private and confidential about, I don't know, accounts or whatever. And, yeah. Um, they will. I put on Telegram, but okay. only the stuff I think worth seeing, not the dross and crap. Yeah. Because I know when I was working as a barrister, you, you know, if you get told to just do a load of photocopying, well, and not that they did, um, but if they did, well, what benefit is that? Yeah. And, and the internship itself is it is it geared around trading? How long does it take to go? So there's two. It? I did so initially. I did the trading one. Then I thought, wait a minute. There's a whole investing thing. So I did both. I did a trading one, trading-champions.com, and then investing-champions.com. And here's the beauty. You know, the mid-year, we're just past the mid-year at the time of recording. Um, so JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs have all got their mid-year outlooks. So they're on there as well. So mm -hmm. if I, we get new information yeah. crossing our desk, I'll just upload it on there and say, hey, guys, you can have this. Free copies of my book. Mm. That's on there as well. If How I find long does it take to go through each of these internships, roughly, would you say? At an average pace. Oh, Maybe uh, someone who works a full-time job. If somebody's doing a full-time job and they do, say, a couple of hours a day, they could probably finish it all in... It might take them a month. I don't know. It's Is that for each yeah. one? Yeah, for, for the trading one and then a month for the investing one. Right, okay. But if they know a lot more, they don't need to go into as much sure. depth. They might... You know, if somebody said to me, shit, I've got an interview at JP Morgan next week. I really need to get the certificate and finish it in this week. Mm. You probably could yeah but you'd have to be reading quite a bit and a lot and you it's really about comprehension mm. it's not oh well i'll give you a load of stuff to read yeah. go away if you don't comprehend it yeah then what's people the point pick it yeah. up and that takes more these. than just a week so well, i was these, gonna say these people sorry these people that are getting interviews at jp morgan and goldman sachs yeah, are yeah. these people that have got i think it was there was a there wasn't a goldman there was a jp morgan there was a morgan stanley um and then there still were regular pretty, still pretty yeah. reputable about yeah. Yeah. Shocked. i told yeah. i'm jaw dropped because they wrote back to say it was because I had your. But that's but that's that's my question. Yeah. The people that are getting these interviews at these sort of tier one investment banks yeah. are these people that have had you know any, any relevant experience prior to this, or people no. that are doing something completely unrelated? No, because from what I can tell, from, they wrote to me to say it was because of yours. Now, if they'd had lots of other experience elsewhere. How do they make the judge? Why yeah. would they write to me to say yeah. it was because of yours? And they don't ask for anything. They don't say it was because of yours. Thanks, mate. By the way, can I borrow 20 grand? It wasn't like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was. And I said to him, can you please stay in touch? <laughs> you know? um, yeah, no, I, just, I love Because you're I the kind that. of person who's probably yeah. going to end up chairman of Goldman Sachs or whatever. A way into the door of tier one investment banks. Yeah. No and they did the work prior. and yeah, they do it. And, like that. and that then, and this is going to sound make me sound far more clever, well, both clever and nicer than I am, which is, well, wait a minute. What about social mobility? Where does social mobility occur? My wife used to work at, she grew up in Hounslow, went to a state school. She she worked at Deutsche Bank. That gave her social mobility. Mm. By the time she was about 23, she bought a Porsche from her bonus. The age of 23. Then she left it all because she said, screw this, this is awful. Um, and is now a civil servant and earns, I think, less now in a year than she did in a month back then. But anyway, uh, but the point is that she, for people like her, social mobility came from finance because financial jobs pay shed loads of money. So, I say to these kids, and I sometimes do TikTok lives on this as well. I say, look, it'll kill your soul, but do it until it does, and then make sure you've got an exit plan and mm. save the money. Don't blow it on, you know, women, wine, and booze, or whatever. Uh, so w with these guys who are doing it, if they're from a socially, uh, an area where they're never going to normally have the networks and the connections, and that's what some of them said. They said, well, I didn't know about LSE and that I should do this, and I joined the finance side. And also... I'll get ethnic minorities and they'll say I didn't know this was something we should even think about or look at mm. but you know and and you know they shouldn't be thinking these things but sadly people wrongly do yeah I mean look at the prime ministers why should they be thinking that you can't do something I also do events in parliament 
uh, about once every two or three months and they're free and i invite people to come to those so we're doing one on july the 20th uh women in business and tech so it's not just open to women um and it's free because people don't realize actually you can come into parliament and then they network and then their social media go and then their family goes wow well done john or jane you're in parliament and that's yours you mm, should have mm. that and i say to people I say look i'm over 50 i've had all of the benefits of all of this ha look at the look on the face of others getting the benefits that i used to think wow this is yeah, amazing. yeah i love it and then i go home and i'm happy i mean what else yeah. is going to make you happy yeah, yeah. i mean you know, obviously your family makes you happy well what else i mean Hey guys, I just wanted to take a second to talk about our sponsor for this episode, Furniture Box. Furniture Box is an online furniture retailer that makes awesome products for everywhere from your bedroom to your office. Now, we actually had Monty and Dan, the co-founders, on our show. That's how we met. We loved their story and we hung out with them afterwards and we knew that we wanted to work with them. And here's the thing. One of the biggest issues I have whenever I've ordered furniture in the past is that certain big name furniture companies, not naming any names, will charge you a fairly large fee for delivery. And even then that delivery usually takes a few days, if not longer. With Furniture Box, not only do they offer free next day delivery, but they're now planning on extending their delivery cutoff even more so that you can literally order a dining set as late as 8 p.m. and be eating dinner on it the next day. So to put it simply, there's no one in the UK furniture scene that's doing anything like what they're doing. And we're thrilled to have them as our sponsor. So click the link in the show notes and check them out. Now back to the episode. Before we get to our last question, I've got a few rapid fire questions. Go for it. I'll try and be quick. So I'll be quick. I'll be super quick. concise. I just want to get your you know you know, me? immediate thoughts. All right. Um, does trend following still work? Yeah, I believe it. Well, I can show it does. Yeah, I can prove it does. Oh, there's the guy in who now lives in, is it Singapore or Vietnam? He's amazing. Michael Koval. Yeah. Okay. Anything by Michael. Well, he, yeah. Well, he's the guy that wrote the, t the complete turtle trader. Yeah. And, and I've been reading his stuff. But I, Michael's phenomenal. Okay. I'm going to ask you about that off air because I really want to have a chat with you about that. Okay. Um, thoughts on traders that trade in one asset. Recently, I've been curious about the idea of exclusively trading gold, for example. Yeah. Um, and I've and I've heard, I spoke to a trader last week um, who said that when he was trading about four, five, six pairs, he wasn't having much luck. Ever since he stuck to just cable, uh, he only trades uh, cable and he only trades it in the European time zone. He's had way more success. What so are your thoughts on I'd say trade? whatever works for you, that's the most important thing. But statistically, I would have thought if you're observing 24 instruments and just doing a trade on one which is trending and then you've got more choice. And that's what I that's what I that's what I think works. That's what I think statistics works. And that's what I do. Yeah. Because if I only look at one thing and, and I used to only look at one thing or two things, I'd be sat there all day going, When's the trend gonna start? So I couldn't do it. But do that you, doesn't mean it can't be done. Do you consider yourself a trend follower? Is that your yeah, style? Yeah, oh god, yeah. That's your style. Yeah, yeah. Hell okay. yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Can, can, On can, the trading it's trend following. Because I okay. I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna totally. Talk to you can you can that. you can you? And I had to prove in the high court trend following works. Because uh, there's uh, the whole thing about trend following. Not tra trend following is how I got into trading. That's my whole yeah, like love yeah, affair with yeah, trading is trend yeah. following. So what were you gonna say? I was gonna say, can you be a successful trader purely from technical analysis? Great question. Purely. Well, I think trend following is technical analysis, and that's all we do. And all the other ones that I name, mm -hmm. um, like AHL, is technically. I mean, they're doing statistical and technical analysis. I agree. But not technicals as in head and shoulders patterns i mean by technical i just mean they're not looking at fundamentals they're just looking at the price now they might be using statistics or pattern recognition but i'm putting all that into technical analysis so maybe you call that new technical analysis. yeah it's, it's essentially excluding not fundamentals. the old stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay um so excluding fundamentals i'll call technical yeah so yeah, answers, yeah. yeah. Um, oh yeah thoughts on naked trading walter peters and i think it's alex necrison um the idea of trading without any indicators at all naked charts uh i have done that i didn't know it's called naked trading god the, the new stuff that comes along um 
I've done that. I've actually sat at my desk with just in my underpants, and uh, but, but I when and I did this and I mentioned it on TikTok. It happened about two Fridays ago or three Fridays ago. The the tech stocks were just booming in the first hour of the market open in the U.S. And normally that trend doesn't last a whole hour. You know, either it opens up and then you know the market's priced it and that's that, or it lasts five minutes. This just kept going on and on, and it was happening too fast, too much, and so. I said to Paresh, who was a floor trader at Life, and he's co-author of some of my books, uh, and he was the one who was at Marble Bar, and I said to him, I said, do you know, I think I did what floor traders, because I was never a floor trader, and he was a floor trader for seven years, I said, I think I did what floor traders do, I said, you just had no other information, than you just saw the price, and you were just buying into that trend, and then if it was pulling back a bit, you were selling some of the positions, and you were adding into them, and you looked at how much money you were making, and if it was, uh, 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 if you had a three open positions, which were in the red you just closed out everything if you had one you closed out one of the profitable blah 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 and i said to him and he says yeah that's exactly what we did as floor traders wow. so i've done it it's okay. not what i do on a day-to-day -day basis i wouldn't have the time anymore anyway futures versus forex uh so both both, both. Do you have a preference? wherever there's liquidity mm. but go for liquidity sure whatever's liquid do you trade both Yes, but like, I, I didn't used to do Forex um, because it was mind-numbingly dull. There's a joke in the industry that, yeah, the stupidest people are in Forex. Um, but anyway. Okay. Uh, um, but futures, I used to do more on, I used to do in the early 90s more of futures. Now it's, it's uh, everything's done through CFDs. So when we set up the hedge fund, mm. it was all CFDs and particularly in stocks, yeah. stock CFDs. And people thought, no, but CFDs are a retail product. And no, no, they've been, a, they're, Contracts for differences are futures contracts. I also feel like product. it's harder to trade futures in the UK because a, you have to pay for the oh, data. I don't you have do... to pay for the data globally anyway, but then it's yeah. also like you're trading on a New York time frame. Um, and uh, and things like platforms like TOS, I find that like then they don't work in the UK or it's hard to get them to work in the UK. Um, we're looking at a trend. We're not looking at minute bars and we're not looking second by second. Yeah. We're looking at 15 minute, 30 minutes. So if you okay. get some bum data on a 30 minute bar, it's really not going to make much of a difference. So you could actually use um, just pretty, pretty much. I have a great relationship with ShareScope uh, from when I was writing the books and communicating with all the retail clients. And you could just use any retail like a, a Metastock or whatever because it's 30 minute bars. But if it's mm. second by second and tick by tick, then yeah, you might have these problems. What's the shortest time you've seen it take for someone to become consistently profitable? Uh, so we've done the research on this and we have with some of our students, they have come back to me at the end of a... By the way, when you say students, do you mean people who have taken the internship? No, we've got software. Um, okay. So a, a while back, Barclays Bank approached me and said, as they often do, you know, corporate finance, all the rest of it, would you like to you know, what would you want to do with your business? And then one of their people came up with the idea that why don't you why don't you invest instead of other people's companies, why don't you spin out some software? Because we know the margins are really big on software. And I said, actually, yeah, I'd like that because software sounds good. So why don't you spin out the software? We'll get you the corporate finance for it when you're ready. And hell, it might even IPO because software, fintech, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, and the guy behind it was Biko Alawali uh, at Barclays and he's phenomenal. He came up with all the ideas and all the best ideas in my life have never been mine. I, it wasn't my idea to write the book. It was my uncle's. Uh, TV wasn't my idea. I just happened to be flicking through Council Magazine, of all things, and they were looking for TV presenters um, at Princess Productions, and I didn't get that gig. I got the Bloomberg one. Um, but so what had happened is 
with that it was that uh he's he said why don't you so we spun out some software because there's two groups of billionaires in the world which i'd rather like to be in one category or the other just for fun one is the hedge fund managers i'm nowhere near that one uh yeah so we'll see if we get more assets under management or can, can you say how much assets you have under management right now uh i can but it's embarrassingly low i mean it's it's uh 100 million euros probably 90 million euros. The thing is, this is the only industry where like, it you is, can right. be like, I mean, num this is no, almost... numbers are just lose completely. Yeah, no, but it's not, yeah, but, no, it's funny, obvi yeah. obviously, obviously in your industry, most it's... of it's not my money. Yeah, no, 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 no but still, no. The, the fact that in your world, you're like, it's a bit embarrassing, I'm only managing 100 million. Whereas to anyone, that's like, that's crazy. The amount of emotional responsibility and emotional pressure that must be on my your shoulders. My business partners have the emotional responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my great. two partners, they better have the emotional um, responsibility. But just just quickly, so yeah, short, shortest time you've seen roughly for it to take someone to become consistently um, profitable. So with the software, so the other group is the startups, the tech startups yeah. to be part of. So I look at hedge fund manager Jeff Bezos leaving DE Shaw to join, uh, yeah, to found Amazon. I think software. That's was he hedge fund manager before? He was, yeah. yeah. DE Shaw, yeah, yeah. yeah. Didn't yeah. know that. So okay. I look at that. I think yeah, just copy the billionaires. So we did the software and. Using that, the, the shortest time frame, but you've got to look at this in hindsight, is probably in the first week. And they go, yeah, I've had a profitable week. But you don't know. And if what if they're all the rest of them are loss-making weeks? But that, but that's what I mean. So yeah. what I mean is, in hindsight, we know the shortest time frame was probably about a week. It might even been a day, because who knows, that first day might have been profitable. No, no, I mean to become consistently profitable. Yeah, so consistent. So you got your first week, you were profitable. And then they had their first month. And then they might have had a losing month. Then they, over a year, were consistently profitable. So there's two meanings to that. One is, mm. oh, in a week, they were consistently profitable. Because in hindsight, when we look back, they had a consistent year. Yeah. Or they were consistently profitable in a year. Sure. You tell me which one of those yeah. two is it. Okay. Got you. Um, but it's both. In a um, thoughts on signal groups. So traders sending out, you know, you pay for a group and then you send out trading signals and things like yeah, that. I've heard about this as it's well. It's always seemed kind of scammy to me. But <laughs> you yeah, can't, I mean, surely. You know. We can't be promoting this. No, 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 not promoting those, it. Those I'm just saying. Yeah. I want to hear something. Yeah. 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 I've got this one person who's really annoying me because he's using my name and my image on Telegram and um, scamming people to say buy um, crypto. No, crypto, uh, send me your crypto wallet image and all oh. of this. So I got friends of mine to message him so we could find out what he was doing. Yeah. Then we found out his affiliate tag to which broker um, so we can then backtrace who he is. Anyway, uh, so I'm loath to say with these, I mean, you know, who knows if it's not pump and dump. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're just sending out a signal and then they sell it. Okay. We, I've heard that. that we, have, we have one last question, but before that, the last two rapid fire questions. One, uh, how do you get an OBE? Um, so it was for services to the economy. And you remember I said in 20, um, when I was 29 years old, I was doing the work with the government. So that being on the UK India Roundtable, I was working on bilateral relations and advising the government on that. Then subsequently, various parts of the Foreign Office. And subsequent to that, since 2004, working with what is now the Department for Business and Trade for the last 18 years to bring technology companies to the United Kingdom. Uh, these are scale-up technology companies which create jobs here, which have to move their IP here, have to move their founder here, have to move their headquarters here, and create jobs here, and pay tax here, uh, and all of those things. So it was uh, 18 years of that. Um, uh, they don't actually tell you. They tell you it's for services uh, f to the economy. They don't tell you what specifically. Is it, it like one day you just get a letter? So I was at my computer doing a web call and it was during covid and you're supposed to get a letter but because of covid the government wasn't sending letters so i got an email and it turned up on this screen and i saw the screen it said cabinet office and i 
and you're not allowed to tell anyone and i'm like oh my god and it and so i finished the webinar and you're not allowed to tell anyone so i called my wife and told her <laughs> um and uh but you're strictly not supposed to tell anyone at all apparently and then i um that's because they announce it isn't it they yeah it exactly and, yeah. and i think there's all sorts of but i think it was a i think there was only a one month gap before they did announce it so i only had to keep a secret for a month and um then i went to the palace and it was phenomenal and it is as great as all the things you can imagine yeah. about it but yeah it was services to the economy and the jobs that were created because these are all then vetted and all the rest of it last question before we go to our final mm. question um which i think is fitting to be the last one because you teased it at the very beginning uh how much did you get paid for writing at the ft yeah so this was amazing um i'm sitting there in their offices in southwark street which is where they were before or on london bridge um and i lived on southwark street at the time and the editor goes to me i've forgotten his name now and he goes to me okay so we uh we pay uh it's a pound a word i'm like mm. what the <laughs> pound a word and that's that adds up. I mean, to me, that was a lot. That you is know, a that is a lot. That is yeah, a yeah, lot. When you're writing, yeah. How I mean, long? How long is a column? And, and by the way, that was 1999. Yeah. Yeah. 24 years ago, a pound a word. And I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm so stupid because I could have and should have asked for more. I never asked for a raise or anything okay. during that period. Um, the most I ever got paid for sort of this other non-trading stuff was um, American Express, and he's a friend of mine now. Um, Ivan Shuka, but he, at the time he was CEO of American Express Share People, the brokerage arm. And he'd asked me once, would you talk for us for half an hour at um, the Four Seasons? And I say, he's, he's a dear friend now. And he went on to be chief executive of Hindujar Bank and we're still in touch. He's a great chap. And um, and I, for the first time in my life at that time, I and I was getting asked so much stuff and all those So I gave an F off price, um, which I'd only ever heard of. And they paid the F off price. Wow. And it was for half an hour. And I lived in St. John's Wood. speaking. Yeah. Um, might even have been 15 minutes. And um, <laughs> and it's the four seasons. And I lived in St. John's Wood. So it didn't take me long to go in, do that. Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. And then yeah, yeah. I, th I might have stayed for dinner. I don't yeah. know. I might so have been told say the so, yeah, I was Oh, no, no, say, no, no. Yeah, It wasn't okay. that big. It was... Uh, well, for 15 was, minutes yeah, work. I feel like this work, is going to be... I think, I think, and I might be wrong, it was about seven and a half grand. Nice. For 15 minutes. That's but pretty nice. 15 minutes. That's I mean, bad. nowadays... 30 grand get, an hour. That's on, not... Get, yeah, that's David not Beckham types uh, and what was the average, Boris Johnson what, what types. What was the average like number of words oh, for a Financial Times column? I don't know. I never bothered to find out. This is the Greek gene. That's the Greek gene. I didn't bother to find out. I should have found out. Okay. You know, But at that time, I was then also getting... I mean, I was... I hadn't set up the hedge fund then, remember? So this was... I'm trading on my own account and the FT are doing this, I'm, I'm talking about the trades that I'd been doing each week. So it was great because I could do the trades and I was getting paid for doing the trades because I could talk about them and say, bought this, oh, this went wrong, this, yeah. this went, anyway. Um, and then I'd get other companies saying, oh, look, can you do a talk here? Can you do this? And I discovered I'm actually quite good at talking. Um, but are you a day trader or a swing trader? I would, in, in the old days, you used to call it swing trading because you're holding positions for between a day to a week. Yeah. So it's it's not usually intraday, except okay. when I told you that floor trading thing, yeah, which, which I wouldn't normally do. And I think I posted somewhere, I said, oh, I've still got it, still got the brains of a 20 year old. You can mm. sort of, but those trends don't often happen. But yeah. you mostly hold positions, it's kind of between about a, a week, day to, to a week. three weeks. Oh, about uh, a, a week, week to three, three weeks. weeks. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, what did I say? No. You said uh, between from a day to a week. From a day to a week. Because I showed some of the trades which were open at the moment yesterday, and they're on YouTube if people want to see them. And they'll be able to follow them because they can see, you know. 
how long they are um i don't know if you're in the middle of saying something when i asked that question when What's i said that? about being a day trader or swing trader i'm not sure if i cut you off or if you're rounding off a point no that was it, that was um, it. That was it. this has been amazing i also invest um, a lot more now as you get older yeah you know so a lot of my positions are just 12 month holdings so I th okay, we're trading's more. There a is death, there is, game. we're definitely so going to need to get you we're back definitely for, for a back second for episode because there is so much more that yeah, yeah that we both be bonus. We, we, we could could do fifteen like, minutes for about yeah. seven and a half grand. Okay, great. <laughs> At mates rates of like just a number. Yeah, that exactly. Yeah, 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 the door is over there. A pound, so. that's <laughs> a pound an hour. Yeah. Um, we have uh, one question that we ask all of our guests at the end of every show. I'm going to tweak it slightly for you. So normally, what the question is is, I dress to the left. Okay. Yeah. That's the ground floor. No, <laughs> no um, normally the question is, uh, if there's someone out there that's looking to start a business, if you could give them one piece of practical, tangible advice that focuses on the practical, because obviously our podcast focuses yeah. on the tangible steps of how you did it, yeah. um, what would that be? Given the fact that you're a trader, I would yeah. like to tweak that to say, if there is someone out there who is looking to become a trader, if there was one piece of practical, tangible advice that you think you could give, what do you think that would be? So I'm gonna answer both entrepreneurs and for traders. Perfect. For the entrepreneurs, I've been asked this question, obviously, as you can imagine, for 20 odd years because of mentoring entrepreneurs and landing companies for my government here in the UK. Because I was asked it so often, I create another free resource. Uh, it's called tech2great.com, as in technology to Great Britain, tech2great.com. And I listed every single source of funding available for a business, grants, uh, loans from every source, uh, databases, and from angels, including their email addresses, oh, wow. uh, whether they're looking, and, and some people, other people have co compiled some of these, so it's it's like a directory one. And the pitch decks of the successful businesses, because you can get those in the internet, but it's all in one place. Uh, and how to you know do the pitch deck, which ones I like, why I like them, uh, and the best entrepreneurial advice, it's all free. And this is tech2great.com. Tech, tech great, and then the number two and then great. great. We'll get that on the screen. And by the way, the tech. reason it's free is because it's with my government work. I get asked this as well. When I'm in South Korea or whether I'm in Singapore, they'll say, okay, what advice would you give? And I say, okay, let me you know, get asked the same question over and over again. I think, well, why don't I just keep... It's a lot easier to update a website than it is an email and then yeah, you yeah, send yeah. it to people. Yeah, yeah. That is insanely valuable, man. It is like, that's ridiculously that's valuable. Yeah, to have all of that collated into one, yeah. one place. Into I don't place. think you realize the bomb that you just dropped of how it insane is, that is. Well, I know it's phenomenally valuable because the businesses then come back to me and say, oh my God, this is amazing. You've got the angel investors in my sector, the amount they're looking to raise yeah. and their email addresses and their LinkedIn profiles. That's in there. I didn't collate that part. I give them the link to where it is so they can access it, but it's all in one place. Yeah. And what about for traders? Uh, wait a minute. And then... On the networking side and the business development side, because there's only two things you need, funding and the business development side. So it's got all the business plans and, and Excel spreadsheets and how to do it properly and advice from venture capitalists on how to raise the capital and all the rest of it. So that's on there. Uh, for traders, I would say demo account, start practicing, read the books. That's how I did it. It was reading the books and then just doing a bit of it. Yeah. But uh, trend following is my thing. So I would say learn about trend following to be honest trading-champions.com it's all free and it's on there so we'll if somebody that. says to me what's the most important thing information you give i'd say i've already given it because mm -hmm. i'm now at that age where i've already given it if i was in my 20s i think well, do this do this but then i just put it all together in one place and you're getting I get, this get asking free. the same question yeah because i get, keep getting asked the same question i know but so many, it's just so many because so many people in your position are doing oh, no, courses no, 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 no. and seminars and no, no. master classes and all this if they shit. want the software yeah separately yeah, but that's a product that's yeah an actual, that's a product you know. yeah that's a product um then they can buy software i mean in 2004 i launched with sharescope 
software. ShareScript's the UK's largest retail um, uh, financial software. They've won loads of awards from the FT and yeah, everything right. else. So we did a Alpish Patel plugin. And yeah, so maybe they'll go, oh, I really like this. And maybe they'll go and do that or they'll get my software. But, that, but I say to people, it's like 10% uh, who go to private school pay for the 90% who have state education. Mm. I, I know that was the last question. I just, I need to ask this and I completely forgot, but it's really, mm. really important. Mm. Um, do you believe that trading is going to become non-existent when AI becomes prominent enough? No. Because um, I think that's a fear from some tra some potential traders I've spoken to who are it'll like, just I like change. the idea of so trading. We've also started implementing AI into your Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, more uh, on the investing side. Okay. Um, less so on the trading, only because so far, I, I, I need to look a bit more into how I can do it more on the trading because I'll probably need the right software engineers. And I have been speaking to, so Pan, who was one of the, IT guys behind um, the hedge fund I mentioned earlier. I uh, was speaking to him as well about, okay, how can we use it? But on investing, it's a lot easier uh, to invest, to put AI into it because you've got a longer time frame and it's more sure. data, uh, yeah. it's fundamental data driven. But you think there will always be a place for retail from home? Yeah, I mean, what you're talking about is, can you just create a bot, which automatically a black box, which sits at the corner of your yacht and just reels out money? I don't even know if I'm necessarily saying that. I think, I think, some of the fears of some of the traders I've spoken to seem yeah. to be that once AI becomes prominent enough, yeah. there will be a situation where retail will just kind of, there'll be so much automation that it won't, retail won't be able to compete and people will eventually just kind of get. Yeah, but retail already can't compete and it still does. True. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people still pay the lottery, True. even though they know they're gonna lose. So human nature is what will take over. Is We're not mm -hmm. rational, efficient machines, so it'll still keep going. Um, so 70% already know they're going to lose money and yet they still do it and with the lottery 99.9 percent .9 no some are doing it for fun some are doing because they think yeah the overconfidence yeah. bias they can beat the market so that those p humans will always exist ending on an optimistic until note. ai kills them and ending on an optimistic note i think that's really good um Alpesh, the bit is... where i said until ai kills until humans. AI kills well there's them, that yeah. well i said that before wow. you started saying that, that. No. what i said was uh no this yeah, they'll is, always um, be there i mean i love it and I'd say the optimistic note is, look, do it for the passion of yeah. the, the actual activity. Do you yeah. truly love it? Don't do it for the money. Every trader I spoke to didn't do it for the end product. I'm a Hindu, we believe in that. Do it for the activity itself, not the results, not the fruits of your action. The actions themselves should merit you doing it. So if you love it because it keeps you connected with what's happening in the world, you love it because you like watching those prices and seeing what happens, then do it for that. Don't do it for the fruits. The fruits will take care of themselves if you love the activity enough. Amazing, Alpesh. This has been amazing. We've never, we've gone nearly two hours. Has it been nearly two hours? We've, we've never Gotta done that. Going. Yeah, ever. yeah. I'll send you the bill. Ever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Until you get that. You'll find yeah, it. Yeah. You'll find it sitting in the bin because <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the money. Uh, no, thank you so so much. No, for honestly, time. it's been yeah, fascinating. Uh, so much yeah, wisdom, really so has. much gold. Um, where can people find you? I mean, we've already plugged a hell. Oh, well, I say trading-champions.com, yeah. investing Oh, uh, simple. All the links to all my free stuff. Alpesh patel.com forward slash links and it gives you the free download to my book obviously youtube's free um the internships are free the trading and investing courses are free uh my telegram channel's free so all of that stuff's on there um and also i try and put on when i'm holding my f free events in parliament i try to remember to put those on that link as well so usually the free events that i do 
as well. Amazing. Alpesh, we're so. definitely going to get you back for no, we, we have two. To, yeah, that's a guarantee. Cool, cool. Um, yeah. But for now, thank you so much for coming on. Guys, longest episode ever. That was insane. If you have any interest in trading, you've obviously got a masterclass in it now. So please make sure to subscribe. We've got some amazing conversations coming forward. And turn on post notifications too, uh, because that way you will never miss a video. And comment what you thought was the most valuable part of this interview, because we will be in the comments uh, upon launch this video. But for now, check us out on audio. Subscribe on YouTube. Alpesh, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, yeah, guys. Thank you.